Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry podcast. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk, and as always, with me is my partner in crime, John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot uh, on Facebook. Give his uh, page a, a browse. It's a lot of fun on there, I can assure you. Um, and it's a busy show we've got this evening. We've got an absolute action-packed weekend on the racing front. And uh, before we get to the racing, um, the topic of the week really is uh, is the uh, Sheikh Mohammed affair. I don't know if any any, any of, our, of you have seen it, but um, the Panorama documentary covered it off, uh, and it's available on catch-up as well, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, where uh, Princess Latifah, um, is uh, being cared at home, say the BBC, uh, now after uh, allegations of Sheikh Mohammed uh, kidnapping uh, his own daughter. Um, right, we've had some uh, uh, listeners' uh, comments on this, and I thought I'd lead in here with uh, Nick Davis. And uh, Nick Davis says, uh, although Sheikh Mohammed's a bad egg and it's a high-profile case, don't you think uh, the BBC delighted in painting racing in a bad light with showing his connections with the sport? Nothing amounts uh, uh, to the vast investment in defence con- contracts and technology. And be totally honest, if we had an ethical foreign policy, then we'd hardly be dealing with any country in the Middle East over the issues of honour killings, homophobia, women's rights. And uh, let's be honest, Nick says, that uh, in the culture that polygamy brings you hardly be surprised that women get locked up and kidnapped away from Western trappings. Interesting thoughts there, Nick. John, I'm sure you've plenty to say on this. Uh, What's your thought? Well, first of of all, I echo what Nick said about the BBC. Um, I think they're continually delighted in showing racing in a bad light, really, since Juggie is packed in. Um, the panorama thing with uh, the ginger lad, I forgot what he was called, that did the investigation into Fallon and them, and uh, little Willie couldn't save Brad from him and all that sort yeah. of They just set out to make racing look like it's run by incompetence. And, I mean, even though we know it is, um, it's, it's still a bit naughty of the babe, I think, after the... Uh, just sort of stop covering it. On the Sh- the Sheikh Moore thing, um, one thing I think is hugely significant and very disappointing is the fact that the Racing Post have just treated it as though it hasn't happened. Um, yeah. I mean, I've scoured the Post site for three days, really, and I mean, the only thing in the Post today is Peter Thomas is out there roughing it in Dubai. <laughs> Telling us the shocking news that Dusty and Apple Joe have strong teams for the carnival. <laughs> um, I'm part two to follow tomorrow, where he's probably going to tell us it's hot. Um, uh, now, it made me wonder um, after last Sunday, does the company that we keep, i.e., Dave, manage an investigation into us? Or even a warning off for associating with Dave. <laughs> now, now, if it does, given what they banned Dave for, now, they don't ever seem to be proposing to ask a question of this fella. Yeah. For our listeners, David Greenwood, if you've not heard the uh, Sunday sermon, the uh, warned-off punter that uh, me and John uh, actually know. Um, so carry on, John, sorry. So, so then, does this mean that anyone banned or associating with someone not being suitable? And there are people at the minute serving bans for who they're associated with. Could they not be sticking their hands up and saying, well, I wear? There's a bloke here, a was a kidnapping his own daughter, and every top trainer in Newmarket's been associating with him. <laughs> now, I think by that rationale, um, us having a part with Dave, you know, uh, when you look at what they actually got him for, you know, as far as we know, all Dave's daughters remain blissfully illegitimate. Yeah. 
and uh, they're freely walking around doing the business. Um, all this gossip and innuendo, they should be giving this man a chance to put his side of things. If you don't, you're indicating that you're too terrified of the answer to ask the question. And that's a worry. Yeah. Yeah. That is a a superb (laughs) point. It's a superb point, really. And it kind of explains where racing's at, that if if you don't matter to to the sport, um, as in, you know, you, you, you haven't got, like hundreds of horses in training, et cetera, et cetera, and you, you're not a vital cog to the industry, then it doesn't, it, you, you have no way and they, they will come after you, as you just said, that, that basically... Uh, Full you, weight of the law. They'll drag you through the streets of Newmarket carrying your own cross. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, again, well put. Um, so, I mean... Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. This is the sport we're in. Um, and as I say, um, you've summed it up pretty well there. I can't really add to that. Um, I mean, Ian Davis uh, sort of sort of jests. He says, uh, that's a, a listener. Uh, Sheikh Mohammed on a point of general principle. I must ask you to remove all your horses from my yard, said no trainer ever. You know, I mean, that, that sort of typifies where we're at. I mean... We're getting into moral things here now, wouldn't you say? It's kind of, uh, I mean, if all right. So, so if we if racing takes the moral high ground and and basically traders say, no, I'm not training for someone of this ilk. Um, like you say, does does that affect things like, well, do we sell arms to the Arabs and, and things like that, and you know, to to, to bomb poor countries and you know, etc. An, an exercise there evil regimes to, to do what they want to do, John? What do you think? Well, I mean, how refreshing would it be if somebody, somebody, anybody in Newmarket stood up and said, I have a send horse box by midnight tonight and I'm turning this lot loose. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah it'd, be, God, it'd be a hero, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, if you had decent people in racing, that fellow could do no wrong the rest of his career. If somebody stood up and did that, that's it. You've got to pass that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, most of the comments we've had from our listeners more or less echo what you're saying. I mean, Kieran Burke says, Sheikh Mohammed gifted the Ascot Gold Cup estimate to the Queen. She must have done him a good turn somewhere down the line. What well, it's been, it's been covered three times by Dubawi, right? Yeah. Now, if the press bothered to look at that, Dubawi stood for, I think it's a quarter of a mil. Now, if the normal press covered that, there'd be absolute hell to pay if the Queen would start to be paying that for a stallion covering. Yeah. You know, when she paid out the civil list. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying she is paying it. But if she isn't paying it, why isn't she paying it? You know, yeah. if I had an old mayor there, I wouldn't have sent it to Bowie. He'd want a quarter of a mil off me. Didn't 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 the uh, didn't the Sheikh burgle one of the Queen's uh, good mares? I think height of fashion. Height of fashion, um, yeah. Yeah, that um, uh, what's his name? That pillar Carnarvon. <laughs> Lord Carnarvon, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so they were doing a good turn there and they got rid of the one decent road there at Sandringham. Brilliant piece of business. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, John, John Warren, you'd be better off having a noddy dog in charge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a, a serious Rick there from the... Oh. Uh, from the Queen's Bloodstock Advisors. Well, all she reads now is absolute yappers, isn't it? Yeah, head up in the air stuff. Yeah, should all be having it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few uh, few hangers at hangers there that, uh, that the Queen uh, turns out. But anyway, um, so Kieran goes on to say. Anyway, as far as Sheikh Mohammed is concerned, if the UK government are intent on cashing in on arms sales 
to the UAE with no questions asked. Is it a bit rich to question trainers, though, uh, to counter what you're saying, John, yeah. for asking no questions uh, when those same UAE connections want to have horses trained in the UK? No, because I'd want, I'd want to clear the air. Um, and if I was like, I don't know, integrity czar, shall we say, God help us, <laughs> and if I was, but, um, if I was integrity czar, I would want this clearing up. You, you, you can't have your leading owner, well, numbers-wise, um, under this sort of cloud, not without giving him opportunity to clear things up. And uh, yeah. then if you fail to clear things up, obviously you've got another problem on your hands. But, you know, I think you've got to look to clear it all up I, in I the think, first instance. Yeah, I think I think you 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 sort of nailing on there, that that basically you the questions need to be asked. And but to be honest, I mean, what what are they gonna what are they gonna come back with? I mean, it's it, it's pretty much it's pretty much like what they've what what they've told the BBC. You know, Princess Latifah is current. Aye, aye, aye. someone popular there, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm um, I mean, like the BBC says, Princess Latifah um, being cared for at home, and basically that's it. I mean, that that'd be the the Dubai press line to the racing post that it's a family matter. Um, you know, it's there's, there's nothing to see here. Move along, move along. And I, I, what what can racing actually do though with that? What, what 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 do you actually then, if you're racing, what do you what do you say? And, uh... I mean, I mean you, you're very much at the point of grasping the thorny subject of kicking them out, aren't you? you know, I mean, um, it depends how you want the sport to be perceived. But as I say, if you're going to investigate people with innocent connections to warn off people, yeah. you know, you're saying we want the sport squeaky clean. And then you, just because it's your top man, you can't have that double standard. Otherwise, you're just open to ridicule. And yeah. technically, you can never really ban anybody ever again because all they're going to have to do is quote this instance in court. And you know, anybody's going to be able to tell the to get stuffed. Very good point, really. Uh, like you say, it's it's almost two-tier two tier policing of the sport, in essence. Yeah. Um, and you can't have that. It's, it's unfair, like you say. I mean, going back to this Charles Burns episode, um, I was having a chat with a, a racing friend of mine last night, and um, I, I basically said that if Charles Burns took this to court, he would get it thrown out. Yeah. Because because you can't you can't make supposition that if Charles Burns hasn't injected the horses himself with ACP. No. Um, and. You, you could basically say that that he, he might all he could possibly be guilty for is maybe by association to this Indian uh, contact, yeah. um, and that he's passing on information, mm-hmm. uh, and and the Indians sent him a nice a nice Brucey bonus, yeah, yeah, um, and maybe, maybe the ban reflects that. Maybe maybe the Irish sort of or HRI know this, and if they if they if they had have hit him too hard. Um, they know that probably Burns would come out in court. It'd be mass legal fees, and you know, and but Burns would win because they they just haven't got the evidence to say that he's he's done it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I did have one more question. Um, uh, not on the Sheikh Mohammed thing. Um, another friend of mine asked me to to ask this, um, and he said, "If you bike two horses in a race, um, would you?" Would you consider doing the reverse forecast as well? What what, what would you do, John? Say if you fancied two in a race, would you uh, ever bother with with the forecast? And and I'd try to always slip a forecast on if I think on, um, yeah. because I, I, the way we said that, I, I've had some particularly good results with, especially to, in in the days of Todd Jill forecast and things like that. Um, when I'm back to in one race, uh, 
Yeah, I, I try to put a forecast on. Often when I back towing one race, the wooden bridge level stakes. I back one as a big winner, the other one maybe get the stake back. Yeah. You know, um, there'd be quite a differential between the two bets. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do try to stick a forecast on. As, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm just a, a Betfair punter uh, these days. Uh, not not really any bookmaker accounts, uh, obviously. And um, it, it simply is, I'd have a forecast if I can get on at around 100% book. Uh, obviously, I, I do think bookmakers take a lot out of the forecast. Um, and that would be my stance on it. I'd basically only play a forecast if if the, the market was strong and I could get on it near 100%. Um, but th- thanks for the questions. Like I say, please keep them coming. Um, you can go on the Barstures Inquiry Twitter to post any questions for future shows. We'll always endeavour to try and uh, answer any queries or questions you have, and it, it does make for, uh, and improve the show. Um, without further ado, then, we've got a very busy weekend's racing in prospect. Um, uh, some fabulous racing again, so it's, it's very enjoyable Saturday afternoon and, uh, and Sunday to a degree. Uh, for, for you sat at home and uh, we go to Ascot tomorrow um, currently soft heavy in places possibly drying ground um, and we look at the 150 first John that's the uh, Reynolds Town uh, uh, novices chase have you any uh, opinion on this in what looks a very open looking contest yeah I, I, I like Severano in this actually um, I think this is probably the the horse with the most pace in this race out of this lot. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that's what you're going to be looking at at the end of this, but I think tactics-wise and that, you ought to be able to sit where he wants, sit quite comfortably. Uh, when he was fourth last time, he, he slipped rather than made a mistake, and it probably unsettled the arse a bit and jumped and sort of went to paces a bit, but I think we'll have put that right. Um, there's nothing much in here that's really impressed me. Severano's probably the one that's impressed me the most, but I, I wouldn't be looking at any of these as potential Cheltenham arses or anything like no. that. Well, um, certainly, certainly not graded horses, maybe. Yeah, I know. I know you like yeah. to win at the, win at a festival. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I think what what we've got in the boat from them is probably as much as we're going to get. And uh, you know, I think uh, I, I think Severana is probably the pick of a fairly average bunch. Okay, that's uh, a fair comment. Uh, I I do think Severano myself could improve uh, for the step up in trip. I think. Uh, <coughs> He improved when they first stepped him up to two and a half miles from two miles. Mm-hmm. After I thought he was a little bit jaded in a finish over the two miles, when in fact, really, it was probably he couldn't really quicken yeah. at the minimum trip. And then he found two and a half to his liking. And then now they go to three. It's a natural progression. A bit late in the day, he is eight. Um, but but yeah, um, Severano, I, I think you make a good case there, John. Um, of of anything in here, um, Demachine's got good course form, full back. I like the horse a lot, um, but as you mentioned, John, uh, he's now rated 140. You know, do, do any of these really go on much higher than this? Uh, you know, it's 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 certainly uh, open to question. So I've no real real selection um, in this race, uh, but as I say, it is a good one and uh, good luck with uh, whatever you, whatever you choose in this. Next race we look at is the 225. It's the uh, Betfair Swindley Chase. It's a limited handicap. Uh, Jerry's back is uh, a well uh, sort of touted favourite around the hundred to thirty mark. John, have you any views here? Um, I did have, but uh, unfortunately, mine's been taken out. That's cap course. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know why he's done this. I mean, I'm assuming he's just been careful with it now because I, I rather fancied this um, back in November when it ran at Yelbury and. Couldn't really put my finger on why it was so disappointing, and I, I was quite prepared to give it another give it another whirl tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to keep my eye out for it because I, I am curious as to why I took it out of this. Um, as you gather, the rest of them, I thought it looked a tough race. Yeah, 
Uh, very, very competitive heat. Um, did did you have a selection in mind, or well, not really? After Capco, as I say, I, I was I was going to go with Capco. The rest of them, nothing really stood out for me. I thought maybe not a chance was probably a a player, but I mean, it's done nothing but drifting some boats open, on it, you know. Um, I, I, I don't like the way it's drifted, you know. It, it looks sinister to me, so... Yeah. No. No, um, I mean, obviously, without again, I've, I've no real selection in this. Um, Jerry's back, the favourite, basically. He's got great course and distance form. Regal Encore um, has, has, has beaten it before. Um, that kind of tricky ascot handicap that basically um is rather hard to decipher um so nothing from me uh, in this race either um the next one again this is on itv this is the uh, betfair uh free bet pot builder handicap hurdle some interesting names of races these days um uh, the, that's the three o'clock two two miles three and a half furlongs uh john have you any any fancy in this yeah, yeah, um, I like stolen silver very much. Back of the hurdles, um, I think this is reasonably cheap uh, hurdles wise. Um, I don't see the ground being any kind of problem. Um, also, um, I thought King Roland might be interested as well. But, um, Second run back after the wind up. Um, but uh, I don't think that he cleared him. No, no, they haven't. No, no, no. Uh, no it, that, that was another one on my short list. I thought, well, um, that's out. And stolen silver just looked outstandingly good value each way. I thought, eight to one. Yeah. Um, because again, there's, there's a lot in here that run every other weekend, and, and you know they don't inspire you, do you know. <laughs> well, well, I, I mean, last time out, I was really impressed with um, Ari Vadercha. Um, like, yeah. like, like prior, prior to the race, I'm thinking, you know, I re- I really fancied this horse to to sort of sort of run big last time out. Um, yeah. I was a bit bit dis- I mean unless the Henderson also I think you tip did you you tip I think you tip Craig Craig Neach I, I give you a positive ended up going with something else because I didn't did, think it'd be off. <laughs> yeah you did I know you, you did mention it. Um and it absolutely obliterated them, Craig Neach. Uh and I was left a bit a bit flat with Arivadershi really. I mean uh, I mean whether whether Craig Neach is just obviously well in and and, and and that was that was that but I was left a bit flat by Arivadershi so Again, I, I've struggled to come up with a selection here um, in a, in what is a, a an extremely competitive um, affair. We go now to the three thirty five. That's the um, Betfair Ascot Chase, the uh, Grade One. That's definitely the feature race uh, at Ascot. And uh, surname heads 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 the uh, list at a well touted uh, ten to eleven sort of best price. Um, Comes here off the back of uh, uh, what can be a questionable effort in the King George, where um, the horse basically what was sort of in a bad position, not jumping, not travelling, just basically absolutely ran to nothing. Um, and if you look at Surname's career, he is a bit like that. You know, th- there are plenty of sort of times when he's he's, a- he's absolutely bombed out, but it- it's, he's the kind of horse that when he's good, he's good. Uh, would you agree with that, John? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a bit of a shit or bust merchant, isn't he? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel the need to say something about certain him. And for me, um, I mean, my memory might be getting foggy with age, but to me, this would be the least respected top-rated chaser I can ever remember. You know, I mean, it's never ever considered as a Gold Cup horse. Wherever he runs, there's always somebody very keen to oppose him for various reasons, you know. The sticking cheap paces on him, and still he's got this outrageous rating, you know. And I, I don't know, it's just... 
it, it, it's strange, you know, I mean, because you, you go back a while and uh, you top-rated chasers, like when Pendle was top-rated chaser, you know, it was, it was considered really unlucky until Gold Cups, you know. This, yeah. this, this thing, there's never even a question of it going for a Gold Cup, you know. Uh, looks like it's going to miss the fairs anyway, doesn't it, you know. Uh, strange. Um, I can't remember one that like, had less clout than than this, you know what I mean? Nobody seems trying to take it on, do they? Or, or no. You know what I mean? Uh, as I say, when, when you go back over arses that were like rated similar, you know, you know the, the really thin, these sort of fails out, didn't they? And, well, like you say, 172 rated chaser at his peak. Uh, rate, uh, BHA rating of 177. Yeah. Uh, possibly, like you said, doesn't get the respect it deserves. But there's, there's something underlying with this horse that you know he's eight from 21. So I mean, it's it, it literally is. You know, it's for a horse of that caliber. You would, if you're rated under in the 170s, you'd expect to have a better a better strike rate than eight from 21. Nearly, it's, it, you're getting towards one in three, which yeah. it's. You know, really, he should be bossing, and and, and he's, you know, as I said, he, he has Look sort what of. What Dickinson was doing with Silver Book and all them, you know. I mean, they were winning five and six a season, weren't they? You know. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, here we are. You know, I mean, he won the first time up against Geese Weatherby. Yeah. Anyway, it, yeah. it's one. Of, it's one of those that you 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 sort of. I mean, you you'll see on Twitter on um, on Saturday afternoon. You know, if it wins by twenty lengths, pulling a cart. You know, people you'll see betting, you'll see betting slips at ten to eleven saying, "Yeah, you know, what what a price!" I told you so. But, you know, yeah. and, and then and then if it's if it's tailed off, everyone's then saying afterwards, "Well, I knew it was gone." Yeah, you know, I, I it, strong. it was it was a desperate effort in in the King George, yeah. blah blah blah. And and what's it done? It's beat it's beat sort of uh, lesser horses at Weatherby prior to that. And, and like I said, it's a, it's a race for me you can't win because if you take it on, you know, it's got the capability to win by 20. And if you if you back it, it's also got the capability to basically bomb out. And maybe in running, maybe for in running players. to. Yeah, sort of, I think it's a fascinating race. Like. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we, we know Dash or Drasher will, will bomb on. Absolutely yeah. lo- loves the track. You know, uh, he's making mints of this course and distance. Which obviously Ascot uh, from the front end two mile three two mile five, you know it's 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 if you get in a rhythm, it, it's very very hard to to peg them back on that chase. Well, I did think actually with the lately pace that should be on, the horse that you were quite keen on last time, Riders on the Storm. I thought that might have this run to so I thought the the pace was a bit stop start last time when it yeah. Know, I, you're right, it was, but I was I was like left so flabbergastedly yeah, yeah. disappointed. Uh, I, I just I, didn't think it's so this at all. I just didn't look happy at any stage. And to to me, if somebody put a gun to my head tomorrow and said you have to have a bet in this, I would have a token investment on that one because I, I do think it's one that could sound a leg. Yeah. Um, any any other business at Ascot? Have you got any sort of like? Did you look at any others or? No, um, just one second. Just consult me notes. Uh, no, that was that was my lot for the. Uh, that was your lot. Um, I've got my best bet of the weekend. Um, we should we should get some kind of jingles for best bets of the weekend where you play a jingle and you know it's kind of <laughs> I don't know maybe it's me going going mad but. Um, Four, we, can ten play, and a half. we can play the sound of loose change jingling in the yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, or, 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 yeah, like disappearing from your pockets. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but my uh, best bet of the weekend is in the four ten at Ascot, and I'm very, very keen on the JP McManus, John Joe O'Neill team uh, flight deck. Um, I, he's got so much more to come. Um, he's going to be a lot better than 126. It's we know what it's like with JP that. You, you, it's not all. Sometimes it doesn't go plain sailing. Let's 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 not beat about the bush. Um, and 
But anyway, this horse will be a lot better than 126. He's going to end up probably one. I think he's 140 plus. Um, he's he left a lot on the track at Bangor last time. He didn't didn't quite jump slick enough, and you know it's it's a turning track. And I thought he did ever so well to win. And he's, he's like I said, there's so much more to come. Um, and I'm I'm not saying I'd be all over him at, at sort of like he's four to one. It's not it's not massive. You know, there's a big field, 15 runners. But as as sometimes a lot of John Joes do and JPs, you might get a bit of value on the off. This could be sort of sixes, sevens on the machine. And I think I'd have a little tickle if 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 you know if it was going to be six six sixes round about that price on the machine uh, on the off, obviously. It's going to be popular um, with, with 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 the connections. John Joe O'Neill Junior is a great jock, so he would be my best of the weekend, and uh, I'd certainly be topping up in running if I felt things were going right as well. That's when I like to put most of my money on sometimes to make sure that the pace is right, the positioning is right, and then that way I can utilise my skills that way. So flight deck would be my uh, bet of the weekend uh, there at Ascot. Uh, right, we move on uh, because, as I say, it's very busy. Um, we'll just nip to Wincanton just for a quick look at the uh, Kingwell hurdle. That's the uh, three three eighteen <laughs> three eighteen race. Uh, Fantastic! I mean, the bunny yeah. is running. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, just I, I'm not that in love with these timings, to be honest, because they don't get off on time anyway. So, uh, but anyway, it's carrying on. City, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, three eighteen. It looks like. Like aqueduct and yeah. you know Santa Anita, you know. Anyway, uh, three eighty. It's a Kingwell hurdle. Some some great horses have won this race in the past. Um, and to be honest, it, it's a fair old renewal. Um, we've got the likes of Song for Someone, Goshen, which I mean is Goshen gone. John, thoughts on this? Um, I pretty much really fancy Song for Someone. Um, I I think Goshen's gone. Um, yeah. uh, and I think Navajo Godard of Little Gingers. Yeah, Navajo uh, Pass, yeah. I think they've taken it too seriously. I mean, it had the softest of soft times at Adok. You know, I mean, it was pretty much within two separate races, weren't they? Yeah, uh, the uh, Epiton comeback. Yeah, um, he's gone up for that. and. I don't think he necessarily had to beat his previous best rating to do that. Um, yeah. And I think songs of someone has got it in the book. Um, and I, I think it'll probably eight days. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I did say Epitone comeback. I meant Boomer there, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it's just that you know Popeye tends to, you know, he confuses me. I'll make that excuse. It might be the gin as well, but you know, we'll, let me not go there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, John. Song for someone uh, would be the logical choice. Does have to give six to Goshen. I mean, if, if Goshen comes back, that front running uh, blitzing style, um, Wincanton certainly it's, can. can yeah, can if it came back, it's, it's dangerous. But I mean, what, what are the true odds on it coming back from what, what it's been showing? I mean, it was absolutely dismal on the flat, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. To be fair, I mean, I, I do, I do concede things didn't quite work out on the flat. The, the race at Haydock was a slow pace. Goodwood, he had to make his make 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 the pace, which it's never that easy to do at Goodwood unless you're Mark Johnston. Um, and he, he's, I don't, I sort of made excuses for him, but like you said, the the, the comeback. You cast your mind back though, just after the trials. And everybody was sort of saying, well, they'll soon get that back on the flat because it'll win the Ava. And, yeah. I mean, it needed a win straight to get in the Ava anyway. Yeah. But nobody was bothered about that because it had that much in hand. And yeah. then it didn't run like it had that much in hand. No. You know, it ran like it had a pole up of its ass, basically. Yeah. Um, and, sadly, I mean, a lot of these... Promising Joe and Adler's don't go. You know, um, and this is very much looking as though it's in that camp for me at the minute. Yeah. Is getting well, a good enough trainer to get one back? Well, that's, that is a question. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not convinced. So I'd, I'd, I'd play it safe with the favourite, uh, although it's not original. Um, that's, that's where I'd be. 
Uh, like you say, it's, it's sol- solid as anything that there is at the, at the prices. You know it's going to run to its mark, so that's where we're at. Um, we move on to Haydock, um, where we've got um, some good races, there, some some rearranged uh, races, uh, the uh, Rendlesham uh, race, uh, that's the 205, that's a three-mile uh, hurdle where we've got itchy feet and on the blind side disputing favouritism at 130. John, any thoughts in this? Itchy feet for me. Um, I think it ticks the most boxes. Looks nailed on to run each race, I would have said. Uh, Back to hurdles from fences. You think that'll, yeah. that'll help? Yeah, I, mean, I must admit it was very, very sticky at its fences last time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have. Any issue with the, with the switch itself, I think I'm, I'm pleased about that. Uh, you know, um, I, again, there's not a lot in here I could really NCOs about other than each you know. Um, I, I, I don't think there's a great bunch. No. Um, no. I mean, it's again, these are horses that, even though it's a grade two event, <laughs> Uh, none of these are, are, are the winning in graded company at, at festival meetings. Um, for me, I thought it was uh, on the blind side. Uh, it comes in here with decent decent form. He's very, very good over hurdles, just never took to fences. Um, he is what he is, though. You know, one one five three would sum him up. Uh, main fact, won 12 of his last 13, got found out in the, uh, the grade one. Uh, uh, long walk um, behind uh, Paisley Park. Um, Last time, uh, this will be easier. Interesting horse, um, you know. Like I said, he, but again, the disappointing run to overcome. Um, so again, a very very trappy race where I, I didn't didn't really see uh, a betting opportunity. To be honest, no, I didn't myself. Really, I thought maybe itchy feet would be alright for each way doubles and things. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll move on to the. Grand National Trial, that's the uh, 240. Um, had various names in the past, I think Red Square. and uh, Was this the Green or Whitley then? Yes, I, I think that's it back in the day. Um, now, it's, now it's the, uh, the old... Yeah. Um, now the three and a half uh, test. Uh, very, very, again, I can't stress how competitive some of these races are on Saturday. And... <laughs> One you tipped up last time uh, was uh, uh, is it Achille, uh, Achille, um the Venetia Williams horse, and I, I thought you were going to collect. Um, you know, big price, about about twenty to one on the machine, and got touched off by uh, not a chance. Um, so I thought you were unlucky there. Um, thoughts on this, John? Yeah, you know, I thought about going with Achille again, to be honest. Um, yeah. And then I sat and dig a bit deeper and I look at Encard, who's uh, Dr. Newlands. Um I think uh, good on the clock, really. Lakes the ground, and I think out of all of them, we've got, we've got a 14 year old, a couple of 11 year olds. There's a lot of accoutrements like tongue ties and cheek pieces slapping around the place. I think this is the the least encumbered by history and mileage. Yeah. And I think sometimes with these JBL chasers that's probably all just sick to death of it in, in most cases, I think sometimes you can get a great little improving seven-year-old against these type of things. I think... Uh, you can get the drop on them, um, so I'm uh, I'm going with Encard. Yeah, Encard. I think around the centre two mark, and I, I concur with you that he won in a good time at, at uh, Ascot last time. Um, certainly looks solid enough. Um, can't put anyone off around the centre two mark really. Um, other six as well in Kirkland soup. You know, what I mean, it's, yeah, it's got to be a factor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, end card there we kind of like me and John um, we move on uh, we've got the uh, 350 at Haydock that's the uh, attempt qualifier uh, Champagne Platinum 100 to 30 favourite anything in here John? Yeah I just want to say what comes six. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I honestly, I, I, I'm virtually giving up on these pretense qualifiers because you, you can't, it doesn't matter how much work you do beforehand because it's triers to the front, non-jiggers to the back. Yeah. And really, if you're sensible, you wait. You know, if, if you're striking a bit before you say, well, the thing you're lining up, I think you, you're asking for trouble, really. Um, I mean, champagne platinum looks fairly obvious, but obvious to do what comes sixth. You, you know, I'd pray the full having a bet, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the two for me that look interesting would be Farrant's Way and Bushy Park, for the reason being that Farrant's Way obviously will have to win to, to yes. sort of yeah. get get in, you'd think, at Cheltenham and win nicely. Farrant's Way, um, as you know, is, is progressive, um, and I do think there's more to come from that horse. I do think yeah. that's a really solid shout. And the one that, that takes my also is Bushy Park. It's only off a mark of 120, but they cheated so so badly with it. Um, they've won won four races, and the, if you look, the race it won at Doncaster, it beat I on I of the Scorpion. Yeah, well, yeah. I of the Scorpion is extremely well in. Hydroplane was thirteen lengths back in third. It basically broke that that horse's heart from three out. Mm. Um, and I know it's up fifteen pounds, but I it, I don't I don't think I think there's a lot more to come still. It certainly honked up that day, didn't it? Well, I mean, it's one of the most disgracefully handicapped horses in training. They got this off eighty-three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and, and I, I'm I'm saying I like it off thirty-seven pounds higher. So they've done it. They've done a cracking job. Um, yeah, but yeah right. so Way and Bushy Park there, maybe maybe for me. Right, we move on now uh, from Saturday's action um, to Sunday. John's not uh, not given you his nap yet, um, and uh, I know he, I know he really likes one on Sunday, um, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, but first of all, we will look at the Denman Chase. That's the two twenty five on the Sunday. Clandesurbo is put in at around ten to eleven, five to six. Uh, John, thoughts on the Denman? Uh, fairly boring, actually. I'm, I'm fairly confident with Clandesurbo. Um, even when Champ looked like being involved in this, um, because I thought Champ's novice form took a hell of a knock in Ireland when Manila Indo got absolutely doshed at Leopardstown, because yeah. that, that one had Champ well licked in the RSA, jumping the last, and it was only because the pace fell in a hate that Champ came through and bait them. Yeah. Um, Champ is uh, one of my line throw horses at the minute. I, I absolutely put a line through him. I don't think he's up to the job. And uh, we'll probably see it, Cheltenham, if uh, Pophead is dead to run him there. But um, he, he's definitely one I'd be looking to take on. And yeah. I don't think there's anything for Flanders over to worry about in this race anyway. No, uh, Tizard's obviously had a bad year, um, and Clanders over. I actually backed in the in the, in the King George, um, and I, I, I was shocked really because he, he jumped the King George, having basically, you know, won won the race, you know, before won the race twice, uh, and then and then uh, and then decided to jump like he'd never seen the track in his life. Um, so I, w- I was quite shocked how Clandy Zerbo jumped at Kempton, but it's a bit like... sick arse to me. I thought it was yeah. some... it just it just he was quite shocking. I, I felt he, he's run there um, compared I to. I thought there was something wrong with him, like yeah, he jumped that moderately. You know, he never had a cut at the fence at all. Uh... But I'm in agreement with you. It's boring, but yeah, uh, Clandy Zerbo, if if he turns up, should win. Uh, we move on to the three o'clock at Newbury, and a uh, bit of controversy this race, I think, for most people. Uh, it's the game spirit chase. Uh, John, you can get me started on this race. Well, this is fantastic, isn't it? You know, I mean, this is <laughs> one where Altio was going to have his windy up race for Cheltenham, and uh, instead of that, Popeye sending his farm island into bat. Um, <laughs> 
absolutely superb for people. This, um, I, I genuinely hope Champ gets beat six wickets and doesn't give him a blind clue whether he should run at Cheltenham, Haringey, or uh, Baden Baden. <laughs> um, I, I think this is absolutely pathetic for him. I really do. Um, what the hell good he thinks this is going to do the arse, I don't know. He's jumping sketchy at the best of times. He's risking it before Cheltenham in a race that's going to put his jumping under severe pressure. Absolutely idiotic. More, you know. more, more to the point, more to the point, how on earth have they put this in at 3-1? Well, that's insane, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's like I'm happy to lay threes, and and if I get egg on my face, I get egg on my face. But the 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 point is that, like you just said, it's in fact it's never it's never ran over two miles. Chris Lee, please lay this. I mean, if four of these can't beat this, it's starting to wrap the game in. Well, we we know the ride it's going to get right. It's 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 going to be dropped in. It's it's basically going to. Try and it's it's just good. It's basically a, an exercise in public. It's one of them, really. It would need the rate. It would need a million miles an hour pace to jump with a plum at the race to absolutely fall into it. You know, it would. It would. That's what it needs. Um, but yeah, fair enough. Like you say, it's, just, it's got it's more chance of winning the Six Nations than getting in the frame. So you've heard it there, folks. Bass Jewers Inquiry have put our colours to the mast. Just take on Champford. Plenty, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, four places. Place everything. Take as much as you can. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, we're not a fan. <laughs> so, that's a bastard's inquiry exclusive there. So champ, we're against there. That's we the move. Slogan, that's the slogan for Sunday. Champ can piss off. <laughs> We move on to the 335 at Newbury. That's the Betfair hurdle. Uh, the Turk Gold Trophy, the Schweppes. You, well, you know, the numerous guys as this race has been under. Uh, John will probably be fond of the name, the, the Schweppes. Uh, I, you know, I didn't mind the Turk Gold Trophy. Um, but now we've got, it's now the Betfair, obviously, in recent times. Uh, John, uh, cracking uh, renewal this like wide open uh, just like you like them um, <laughs> can you get stuck in for me here <laughs> uh, yeah I like the race is wide open as well um, uh, I mean you've got to love Endo haven't you you know I mean one minute you're, you're wishing him down and out and then the next minute you find yourself backing one of his um, which will be the case with Buzz yeah um, I think this is still a well-handicapped horse, to be honest, even though he's gone up far for not winning at Ascot. Um, I thought Nico was really impressive at Ascot. He gave up the outside to no one under no circumstances. And he also had this happy knack of waiting to ask the horse for any effort until it was beyond even the powers of Yoda to get it into challenging position at the last was an absolute masterpiece of tactics. Um, ten to one's fair. Um, they're not giving you a pile of money at ten to one, but it's fair. Uh, I like that one, and um, the other one I like is on to victory down the bottom. Um, not so much for the scrambly sort of win round Razor Sharp Wing Canton last time where I thought it was just sharp enough for it and probably didn't suit. Um, the time before it impressed me because I thought it was on the point of collaring third time lucky at Kempton when he came down at the second last, I think it was. Um and I think if you stuck third time looking in here, 129, it would not have been far to into one. No, good point. Um, so I'll be playing two, and I'll probably have a forecast in answer to an early question. Interesting. Um, right, I'll just give you my fleeting thoughts. So obviously, time's pushed uh, before your nap to finish the show. 
um, which comes up in the next race, I believe. Um, uh, the last 12 winners of the Betfair hurdle were either five or six years old. Um, and I, I always like a younger horse in this. So both yours are seven year old. So I'm blowing you out here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rooster Booster, for example, was beaten in uh, 2001 uh, in this race by Landing Light at the age mm-hmm. of seven. And he went on to win the champion hurdle two years later. Um, but it just seems to suit the younger brigade for some reason. Um, for, for, for stat, if you like a stat, it's a good stat. Um, and I was I was going to throw a few shekels at uh, Mr. Coffee because of the way he won at Sandown. I do think this race could absolutely blow up, as in they'll go ridiculous. Um, and this horse can be probably better settled. Nico's riding terrible. Popeye's having a terrible season. But still, I do think this horse has got some mileage, 138. So Mr. Coffee mm-hmm. was my uh, my little li- little tiny play in a very competitive weekend's action. Uh, without, yeah. Um, without without further ado, <laughs> uh, for, I know I know I've let myself down by going for Endo and Nico. But anyway, um, four ten new rate. Uh, John has got uh, his nap of the weekend. Uh, so John, over to you. Yeah, this is where it's at, so to speak. Um, I feel like I've been waiting forever for this flaming house, um, which. I don't know, indicates my lack of patience or Mick Windmill's lack of placing ability. Um, He's had it in races the last two weekends, I think, and uh, I found myself praying that the racing goes ahead because I think this horse is very much given an advantage the softer the ground. Yeah. Um, And I was really hoping... I'd catch this on heavy ground, but me, me note in me racing post tracker says heavy ground required. Watch Mick when Mel bleep it up. Um, so I, th- I thought I was probably going to end up having to back him on soft at best. Um, good to soft forecast at the minute. I'm sure they're going to get some rain. I'm, I'm praying anyway. Um, it's it's also it's had a wind up. It's it's well treated on some back form. Yeah. And I think there's some absolute geese in here. I really do. Um I uh, I was hoping for about six to one, hoping against hope when I I think the uh, press association tissue. I think I'm gonna be looking at four to one, which it doesn't really temper enthusiasm because, as I say, I think I'm running against Jace. I yeah. think I've got a, I think I've got a bit on my slave, and I'm not really frightened about, to be honest. Good stuff, John. Um, I mean, yeah, I, like I kind of share your sentiments. Enrilo would be a bit JD. Ballymoy would be a bit JD in a finish. Um, and yeah, I, I, I share you, share you confidence there it's a good selection there folks to, to, to finish um i apologize slightly over running on tonight's show um basically obviously very busy lots of action so quite quite difficult to uh, get the right time uh, timing uh, sorted um we move on to sunday's uh, podcast the sunday sermon uh, i don't want you to miss this it's part two of uh, professional punter david greenwood you don't want to miss this some fantastic stories in this second episode um we've set it we, we've certainly set it up nicely from uh from part one and i'm sure you'll really enjoy it so that's all from me and john on, on a tricky weekend's action i hope you you find some winners and uh, don't forget to join us on sunday night that's all bye for now